Welcome back to Ultra Life Today. We're here with Dr. Deanna Wyndham. I am Josh Bellew and my buddy, Adam Payne, hanging out on the end, CEO of Ultra Botanica. And uh, Dr. Wyndham, you know, I think we have absolutely tickled people's ears talking about low-dose naltrexone in the last segment, but right before we kind of uh, bushwhacked you, how's that for a good Oklahoma word, <laughs> bushwhacked you into the interview today, um, you mentioned the microbiome, big buzzword out there, what I like to say is gut health and how it relates relates to brain health and how it relates to just about everything in the body, right? And so gut health is the big word. Every TV commercial you see, it's probiotics this, probiotics that. And and that's probably a good good little segue into this next segment. We want you to tell us a little bit about gut health. What is the buzz all about? What is the bad going on out there? What's the good? What's the truth? And uh, how do we get our gut healthy, and how does that affect our health? Oh, easy. Let me just get that one right out there. Oh, easy. <laughs> I love this lady. Okay. Um, that was facetious. I hope you got that. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I ask really long-winded questions. I'm right. kind of like the Apostle Paul. I just string well, sentences together, string questions so. together. Okay. Yeah. So, so microbiome, so, though, equals gut health, right? Is that, um, is that? Right. So okay. the microbiome is basically all of the bacteria that live in and around our bodies. Whether so good or bad? everywhere, good okay. or bad. Okay, all right. And so that's in your nose, in your mouth, in your ears, uh, on our skin. But most of the time when we're talking about the microbiome, we're really talking about the gut. Okay. And so that's the trillions of bacteria that live in our gut. And just... To kind of put that in perspective, we have more gut bacteria, gut bacterial cells in our body than we have human cells in our body by like hundreds fold, not a little bit, hundreds fold. And the genetic material in the microbiome outnumbers our human genetics by at least tenfold. Yeah, there's more DNA wow. in our biome than there is in our body. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part about that. Not only is that biome, that, that not only is that genetic material there, but as humans, we borrow from it. So we exchange genetic material with our microbiome. That's why it's so important. So is that one reason people are talking about the brain being in your gut? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and partially, but also 80% of the neurotransmitters that your brain uses to work are made in your gut. There you go. So yeah. serotonin. Your hormones yeah. circulate through your gut. Okay. 80% of your immune system is in your gut. And um, a large part of your DNA and your um, your how your DNA expresses is determined by your gut microbiome. That's so interesting. How, how, how do we, let me ask you this. Where are most Americans at when they come in and see Dr. Deanna Wyndham and you do, I'm assuming, maybe you can let us know about some diagnostic tests you do. Where is the average American on the scale of gut health, 10 being awesome and zero being a complete flop? <laughs> uh, the average American's probably going to be between three and five. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm pretty better than, low. Better, but better than I thought. Yeah. Well, and it's also the 
I, I should say the average American that comes into me. Okay. So the, these so are people who are already trying. Have a bit of a holistic mindset already. Right. Right. Try, trying to um, be well. But can okay. you really influence the biome that much? I mean, it's there's so much flex and flux going on with that those bacteria colonies that are in our gut. I mean, uh, most of the bacteria. I mean, you're taking yogurt in, for example, or a probiotic. Most of that, those cells that you're taking in, they're going to die in your stomach and get uh, chewed up and, and spewed out. Do Can we really influence what's going on in the microbiome? Yeah, and you know, I don't, I, I do use probiotics, Sure, but I don't depend on probiotics at all. Oh, interesting. Because when you're taking probiotics, you might take, you know, in a good probiotic, you might take between three to ten probiotics. Families of bacteria. Right. But we've got hundreds, thousands of families of bacteria in our gut. So how is taking those few going to have the deep impact that we need? And so I try to do that actually with food oh, and with superfoods and with supplementation. Um, so and providing essentially the prebiotics for to help to nurture the positive biome in our gut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and for those listening, I'm going to give you an Adam Payne analogy. A prebiotic would actually be like giving a snack to a, a an actual healthy, beneficial organism in your gut where it goes, I like that food, and when I eat it, I'm going to multiply. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah, Did I do all right that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we most... According to research, I don't even test most people's microbiome. Uh, Well, a lot of times I don't test uh, the microbiome right away because I assume that they're going to have a horrible microbiome. And so we start trying to work on it. And if you hear their diet, you probably know pretty much where they're at, right? Right. So we're going to start working on it right away. Okay. And then at some point we'll test if we need to. It obviously depends on the patient and their status. So so give us the Dr. Wyndham approach to improving the microbiome and why is this so important? I mean, you, you, you essentially laid it out that the microbiome is responsible for creating neurotransmitters. It's responsible for serotonin, correct? Because mm-hmm. we had a dear friend of ours, uh, we have a dear friend of ours, Dr. Our, uh, naturopath Lou Phillips. He was chronically depressed for 40 years because yes. he had penicillin as a kid, killed his microbiome, and he went into a clinical depression that lasted until his biome was restored. And, and, and he dis- yeah, he discovered 5-HTP, which mm-hmm. absolutely just radically changed his life and then also the gut connection with with brain brain chemistry help us out give us some baby steps that somebody can take to help today start to improve their microbiome okay and you know there is a very notable uh psychiatrist that never prescribes medications and only works with lifestyle and microbiome in order to treat people that have very, very serious illnesses. Wow. And that's um, phenomenal. What's yeah. his name? Kelly Brogan. Her oh, name. Her name. Mm-hmm. That's a, well. That's that's somebody. Kelly Brogan. Does she is she, she an author a, of a book or any website? She has. What is yeah, it? Yeah, she has a couple. KellyBroganMD.com, and. Um, 
I can't think of the name of her book right now. It's just going right out of my oh, head. Oh, no, but Re- that was good. Yeah, Cle- yeah Kelly, yeah, even if you type that Brogan poorly is, into Google, you'll find it. KellyBroganMD.com. Yeah. So the effect of modulating the microbiome must be really significant if you're taking people that are in chronic depression or dealing with, what, uh, borderline personality issues or... Bipolar. bipolar issues. Oh, sure. Yeah, all wow. of that. Wow. It's amazing the impact. It, you truly don't understand the impact of something like that until you see somebody that's had chronic depression, that's had bipolar disorder, that's, you know, struggling with with psychotic tendencies. Wow. And they change, you change their diet, you change their lifestyle, and they start to improve and come off of their medications and feel wow. better than they've ever felt in their lives. You know, and, and it sounds like a fairy tale. It, well, you it know, does. Though, actually yes. does. I mean, I, I, well, you've seen this effect? I have. So, have. again, give us some baby steps. What can somebody do today to start to improve their biome? I mean, short of coming to you and, and getting a full intervention, sure. are there any health tips that you can give us as to how we can start to improve ourselves today? Oh, yeah, there's some easy things. So um, I always say the first thing you want to do is stop eating food that isn't food. So probably my, my grandmother, so my if grandmother you, if you used look to at say, the label and it's got more than three ingredients, it's probably not good stuff. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother used to say if you can't read it, or don't eat it. it. There you oh, go. interesting. And so and I always say if it, if it's not an ingredient that you recognize that you could take off your shelf and add to your foods, then you don't want to eat it. So there are a lot of things that are damaging the microbiome. They're literally killing it off. We're just we're sending these bombs so, so we down pretty to much our gut. just completely KO'd all the fast food restaurants, all the different packaged <laughs> snacks and foods, every soft drink that's out there. Uh, right, pretty yeah. much. So yeah. we, I yeah. just, no, I, we just wrote an article that mm-hmm. showed we took some, we looked at some research that showed that for every ten percent of processed foods that you have in your in your diet, you increase the risk of long term dementia by five percent. Wow! Right. So one of the easy solutions to re- decrease dementia risk. Not that everybody's thinking about being demented when they get older, but is to decrease the amount of processed foods in your diet, which is really pointing towards the microbiome. Exactly. Exactly. And the, you know, neuroinflammation, which is inflammation in the brain, Mm. um, there's a, that starts in or is triggered by changes in the microbiome. So... The, the, pro-inflammatory, this yeah, pro-inflammatory this response. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so there's, uh, there are some notable. I, I shouldn't say that like it's a hundred percent known, but likely I should say, um, it, or at least this is one of the primary uh, players in dementia is actually the microbiome and the the part that the microbiome is playing. So do we need to get off of all processed foods? Can is there a is there a, at least some bit of processed foods we can have in our diet yeah. or do we have to wean ourselves completely off of here? So it I mean if you ask me and you're asking me I am um, asking you. <laughs> I say try to be 80% compliant. 80%. Okay. It's the 80-20 rule. It is. It's, it's the 80, Taylor. Taylor. Remember, Dr. right? Yep. Kenzie Taylor, Taylor. Dr. Kenzie Taylor. She, we, we had it. We did a lovely interview with her. You've got to hear her story because it, it rivals oh, yours. So it's beautiful. pretty amazing. But I, I said, so give us that ultra life today health tip. And she goes, 
okay, the 80-20 rule. I said, what's that? And she goes, 80% of the time you eat really clean, 20% of the time you mm. don't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. That's very good. I but it, but I, for me, though, you know, this all or nothing mentality, I grew up, that's the way I was. I don't want to be the all or nothing guy. I want to be the tortoise and the hare. I want to win the race one step at a time. So to our listeners, when you hear you're going to have to give up all your Big Macs and everything, to me, most people just say, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Do it's one little thing every week, every day. If it's drink that extra glass of water that you need, that's pure water, that's filtered water, do that. If you're going to, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're drinking eight Cokes a week, guess what? Cut one day out and go to seven. And then just change slowly. Do that. So we're getting close to coming to a break here. I want to let you know how you can get hold of Dr. Deanna Wyndham. And by the way, we've talked about low-dose naltrexone today, ldnresearchtrust.org. Go there and look at that. We talked about kellybroganmd.com. She mentioned this unique lady that's treating people just their gut health to... to bring them out of horrific disease situations. Dr. Deanna Wyndham, wholehumanlife.com, W-H-O-L-E, humanlife.com. 888-NUMBER is 888-338-3408. That's 888-338-3408. I'm Josh Bellew. You are listening to Ultra Life Today. I'm hanging out with a new friend and an old friend. Yeah, Adam Payne and Dr. Deanna Wyndham. Yep. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after this break. Looking for some real answers for your health? Can't sleep. Dragging out of bed? Stiff and in pain. Can't remember your spouse's name? Join Adam and Josh Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. for Ultra Life Today. You'll get a chance to listen to cutting-edge health experts and pick their brains in all kinds of health topics. We'll be taking your calls and giving away life-changing Ultra Botanica products. Join, Join us, us on, on Ultra, Ultra Life, Life Today, Today, Saturdays, Saturdays at, at 9. Hey, welcome back to Ultra Life Today. I'm Josh Bell. You sitting here with Dr. Deanna Wyndham, and my dear friend on the end is yeah, Adam Payne. He is the CEO and founder of Ultra Botanica. And by the way, you need to go to the website, ultratoday.com, and see. Get inside the mind of Adam Payne and some of his research colleagues that have come up with some unique results-oriented products. And by the way, thank you so much for sharing with your friends about the Ultra Life Today broadcast. Hey, if you want to post links somewhere, you can get on our Facebook page. Type in on the net, UltraCur, U-L-T-R-A-C-U-R. Find us on Facebook. You can find our archived episodes of Ultra Life Today there. Also, UltraCur, U-L-T-R-A-C-U-R. You are on YouTube. You can find us there as well. We have, I think Deanna actually corrected me today. I think we're moving into episode 38 with this particular interview yes. today, right? <laughs> so we, uh, we talked about low-dose naltrexone in an earlier segment. We've been talking about gut health, which affects your entire body. We've been talking about beneficial bacteria. We've talked about prebiotics. The, the, the bacteria in your body eats these unique foods. And that kind of leads us. Adam had said, hey, what are some tips? What are some things we can do? Are there certain families of foods that those of us out there might go, hey, I grew up eating sauerkraut. I love that. Or I love this or that. Are there certain classes of foods that we can eat that we know are going to fuel a healthier microbiome? Absolutely. Tell us That's about a great some question. Of them. So, um, 
By the way, you I do love sauerkraut. Yeah, you mentioned and sauerkraut. Well, sauerkraut's not, sour not a processed food. That's well, a, I didn't say it was processed food. No, it's yeah. a, that's a whole yeah. food. I'm just talking it? about it. Is, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's a fermented food. Is that and good? that is excellent. Because ah, yay! fermented foods are one of the best foods for the microbiome. Or I said some of the best foods for the microbiome. So anything fermented. So even, it's essentially it's pre-digested, right? right. Fermented means and, that bacteria have and, been munching on it and, for some and, time. And, and, and loads of probiotics. I've seen oh. a weird, interesting movement taking place out there where you pop on and someone will say, here is a quick way that you can begin to ferment your own foods at home with stuff you've got in your cabinet. You really can do that. I it's crazy. Heard that. You don't you don't you don't <laughs> actually have to pay ten dollars a jar for right. the organic sauerkraut. You can bo- go buy the head of organic cabbage, mm-hmm. use your food processor well, and get some Bragg's apple cider vinegar and canning movement, right? Yeah. And making your own stuff and getting back to the earth and growing your own stuff and getting it out there. There's a, a huge movement of people that are get, that are getting back to making your own uh, stuff. So, so what are some Pretty other powerful. fermented foods? We talked about sauerkraut. Would, you can would, ferment anything. Ferment, oh. I've seen fermented beets, fermented eggs. Ooh, I love for, pickled like, beets. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I crave favorites. them as a matter of fact. Beets or eggs? Beets. 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 I love yeah. beets. Yeah, and beets are beets good. beets are actually a microbiome food. Mm. So I have a... So like, um, I mean, a built-in prebiotic thing for beets? or Meaning that beets, um, artichokes, there are certain oh, yeah. foods... Artichokes herbs, even spices that are very good, for inherently good for so the microbiome. So they're just nurturing the whole environment. Right, awesome. right. And so beets are one of those. And um, uh, artichokes I mentioned, um, one of my favorite uh, spices, to, or sorry, um, things to use when I'm... Um, eating other foods is um, mustard with horseradish. I mix them together Ooh, because those I are horseradish. two microbiome love horseradish. foods. Really? Oh my yeah. Horseradish. Yeah. Interesting. And you so these think stimulate that would just kill off all flora? the good bacteria, right. wouldn't you? <laughs> so this stimulates healthy gut flora in the, in the body? Right. Nice. One of the very, very first books to come out about the microbiome was just called The Microbiome Diet. And um, I had all of my patients read that book and I read that book and from that book I made a one page handout of do's and don'ts and I listed the spices, the fruits, the vegetables, all of the foods. So I've heard that nightshades sometimes are not a good thing for the body. Right. So so where where do we yeah where do we, why is that Mm. and how can we figure out whether that's good for me or bad for me? But Okay. Mm, But no, it's it's such a loaded question that you just asked Adam because I I have my own questions. I'd love to ask Dr. Wyndham. Well, we're we're not we're not going to beat around the bush here. We want to have those loaded questions. Right, right. Pro-inflammatory. Inflammatory, right. And they also are, we know um, now, are high lectin-containing foods ah, as well. Ah, the lectins. And, and so we bring in the whole lectin question there. That's another and, and, and so Pandora's but that's, box. But, yeah, but I want to just try to take that quick little rabbit trail. I have a belief that, number one, everyone is different. Some people in some cultures can tolerate lectins all day long. I also believe that some people who have high lectins in their diet in certain cultures are eating other things that counteract those lectins. And again, this is Josh Bell you theory 101 right now. I'm literally making it up as I go because that's my own belief about that. And, and I also think that there are certain diets that are very 
great as therapeutic diets and they're horrible as a maintenance diet. Right. You can go be a fruitarian and you can get well from cancer and all kinds of things. You can go on vegetable fasts and do, and do juice fasting uh, combined with, with raw vegetable juices and alkaline juices and cure all kinds of things. Stay on that diet forever and you're going to die, right? Right. Okay. There is what? no such thing as normal. There is only normal for you. Yeah. And so each person is individual. And there is such a and thing as therapeutic and maintenance, right? Right. You can Absolutely. really shift up a person's diet for therapeutic reasons and then say, okay. and eventually okay. you'll come back closer yeah, to Yeah, you center, can go right? on a juice fast, but you don't yeah. want to stay on a juice fast right. forever. It's very good as cleansing. Let's, it's very good to help your body Let's alkalize. address this one at a time. So uh, I know some, <laughs> I, some doctors, some, uh, some approach this from a, from an, as an exclusion diet approach, right? So... Rather than saying, no, don't do any of these things that potentially could be bad for you, they say, look, we're going to go to something that's really basic that we know that nobody reacts to, these non-reactive foods. And then they start to add in foods one at a time to see if your microbiome or if your body reacts to them. Is that the, do you take that approach or do you do something differently? Um, I love that uh, she said no. Yeah, <laughs> no. I can't wait to hear the answer. It's too hard. And one of those foods that nobody is supposed to react to is rice. And I know people who react to it. Really? Yes. And so um, if we're, I generally speaking, we'll start, I say generally because nobody's the same, but we'll start with a microbiome or modified microbiome diet based on the per specifics of that person and what okay. we know about them. And then if we're not able to, to figure out their diet and what's working for them, I do a test and look for IgG food sensitivities. <gasps> so you do, you do the test, and then actually. We do, yeah, and then we do elimination, rotation, and then we recheck because food sensitivities change over time. Interesting. So, then, so it's not one size fits all. You're actually right. doing, you're, you are testing to see where people are and, sensitive. And, right. and, and, are, do, those, do, do those IgG tests work for people? Absolutely. They do. Now, I have had some patients in whom it didn't work. There's nothing that works for everyone. So for I, 95% of the time. IgG is actually, it's an um, antibody, right, that's circulating in the body. And what we're doing is we're seeing whether you have circulating antibodies that will stick to the proteins of specific foods or the metabolites of those foods. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Exactly. And so if your body reacts to, let's say, rice or cucumbers or apples, apples you will we'll actually be able to see it because those antibodies will aggregate on that little part where that proteins for apples mm -hmm. or broccoli or whatever is being expressed. And so, so important to know whether we're actually not necessarily allergic, but reactive right. to those. Right, and then we have to, because you can't heal the gut until you treat food sensitivities. Oh, interesting. And so we treat food sensitivities, we eliminate and rotate, and then help the gut to heal, and then adjust the diet based on new, because the... So you, you, so you learn adjust the diet, heal, and then you take a look again. Right. Oh, my and, gosh. And, and you introduced a beautiful idea that tagged off of a question that Adam had, and I don't want it to go over our audience's head. You mentioned that, Oops. let's say you have a person that is really toxic, trauma. They're really in bad shape. You begin to heal the microbiome. You begin to replenish the, the flora in the body. And along the way, you're making adjustments in food and things like that. 
But you mentioned the same food that might have really set them off when they were in that trauma place. They may be able to have a little bit of that every now and then when they get better, right? Right, exactly. See, so guys, it's not totally without hope for you. Yeah. Even gluten, oh my gosh. Yeah, I that know. That was my that's next a, question. I was going to ask you about word. gluten. I know. Okay, no, I was, was going to ask you. Because don't a lot and of people. It's not bad all the time. Yeah, and, and, and don't a lot people. of people use a shotgun approach? Like, for instance, Adam was talking about the elimination diet. But don't a lot of people just shotgun it and say, hey, I've heard doctors say, hey, just do me a favor, go without gluten for 90 days and let's just see how you do. Right. Because for a lot of people, isn't that one. kind of a big one? It's a huge, yeah, okay. gluten is huge. And that and, can be night and day for some people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and that one, it, that's an easy one. I hit that one on the first appointment lots of okay. times, too. And, and will gluten even, like, mess with your mind, your mental, your your your, your whether you feel depressed, whether you feel anxious, all that? Does well, that, that that's like that. gut, biome, yeah. brain axis, Josh. Yes, of course it could. Definitely. Hey, Adam, and I'm just asking actually, questions. <laughs> gluten over time can break the blood-brain barrier and oh. cause... Um, cause that's a horrifying other thing, Right. Things that shouldn't be in the brain get in there. And then breaking the blood-brain barrier mm. is how you get an autoimmune brain issues going on like Parkinson's disease or multiple sclerosis. Interesting. Dr. Perlmutter's book, The Grain Brain, talked about that a lot. Right. Boy, there are so many autoimmune diseases that do periodically break the blood-brain barrier, like lupus. Mm -hmm. It's chronically known that uh, those episodes of lupus actually open up the blood-brain barrier exposing the brain to our immune system and, and wreaking havoc. Right. So, because so, the immune system's not supposed to it's see It's not supposed that. to. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to make sure before we go to break here, we've got a couple of minutes left. But we started this thing off talking a little bit about probiotics, and immediately we shifted into diet. But is there a place for the average American that may not be eating the sad diet, everything horrible, maybe they're on a wellness journey now, is there a place for them to take a probiotic? Our good friend Lou Phillips recommends, you know, there's a variety of different ones out there. There's fermented probiotics and there's other ones that go through the gut, Adam, where they live through that initial phase of going through the gut. But can an individual take periodically? I mean, I kind of intuitively go on probiotic binges and like maybe once every three months, I'll repopulate. I'll take three or four different ones that have maybe a hundred different flora between them. And I'll take one at a time and then I'll do that for a week and then I'll do another for a week and a week, and then I won't take them again for a long time. Is there any philosophy to that? Can we get benefit from taking probiotics? Yes, okay. 100%. And thank okay. you for clarifying that. I okay. do use probiotics right. a lot. Okay. I just don't like for people to depend on them like that's going it's to fix the, magic the microbiome. Bullet, right? yeah. But it is an important okay. part of helping okay. the microbiome to be healthy. Okay, and and prebiotics right along with that. Right. Now, and now, okay, we're and we're getting pretty close to break here. I think we've got about, yeah, got a about a minute left here. So um, are there f- prebiotic foods? Are there some that you can just think of that are like, they are just like the meal for your beneficial bacteria? And we've fiber. got about 40. Fiber. Yeah, so things that have things that have good fiber in them and um, artichokes, which I already mentioned, mm-hmm. especially the artichoke hearts. Okay. Um, those are Yummy. very good prebiotic foods. And chicory root. Uh, you sometimes oh, will yeah. see that in um, supplements will. Yeah, or you'll teas. see it in bars and all kinds of things mm-hmm. they put in that. Well, hey, so been... go get some chicory root and <laughs> artichokes. <laughs> there yeah, you there go. You go. Num, num, num. Yeah, Healthy I mean, snacks. Yeah, don't beautiful. mix them together, though. It doesn't taste very well. Okay, uh, Dr. Deanna 
Wyndham is who we've been listening to. You can get a hold of her at wholehumanlife.com. That's W-H-O-L-E, humanlife.com. The phone number to call is 888-338-3408. This is Ultra Life Today. Thank you for telling your friends about the broadcast. They can find us at U-L-T-R-A-C-U-R, UltraCar on Facebook or YouTube. And... Uh, and don't forget to, you can go to ultratoday.com and get a free sample of any of the UltraCur products. Please take a look. Yep, just pay shipping for that. And this is Ultra Life Today. I'm Josh Bellew. I'm Adam Payne, and we've had... Deanna Wyndham. Hey, thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the live portion.